Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of Duchenne and Becker muscular dystrophy, found under the neurology section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A two-year-old boy presents with fatigue and difficulty walking. The mother describes her child as quote-unquote clumsy, as he usually falls while walking. The mother also reports difficulty with climbing the stairs, which is new. The mother recalls that a relative died in his teens and also experienced muscle weakness when he was very young. On physical exam, there is weakness in the proximal muscles of the lower extremity, bilateral enlargement of the calves, and a positive Gower sign. This is a case of Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Let's continue with an introduction to Duchenne and Becker muscular dystrophy. Clinically, they are defined as inherited disorders of skeletal muscle leading to progressive muscle weakness. With regards to epidemiology, remember that Duchenne muscular dystrophy is the most common early onset form, and Becker muscular dystrophy is a relatively common form that typically presents later in life. And demographically, male children are affected more as they have only one X chromosome. With regards to the etiology, both of these diseases are due to X-linked recessive mutations in the dystrophin gene. In Duchenne muscular dystrophy, there's a frame shift or deletion of the dystrophin gene which results in complete loss of dystrophin. In Becker muscular dystrophy, there is a non-frameshift mutation. In other words, the reading frame is not disrupted, and this results in partial function or an abnormal dystrophin. In order to understand the pathogenesis, we should review the normal biology. Remember that dystrophin is one of the largest human genes and appears to be involved in preventing muscle fiber degeneration by providing mechanical stability between the myofiber and its cell membrane. It serves to connect actin to alpha and beta dystroglycan transmembrane proteins, and it also functions in cell signaling. And remember that dystrophin is expressed in cardiac, skeletal, and neural tissue. In terms of the pathology, there is an absent or decreased function of dystrophin, which leads to cycles of muscle fiber degeneration and regeneration. This subsequently leads to fatty replacement and a distorted fascicular architecture. And with regards to prognosis, In Duchenne muscular dystrophy, the mean age of death is 25 to 30 years of age, which is usually secondary to heart failure or respiratory failure. And for Becker muscular dystrophy, simply remember that the prognosis is less severe than Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include progressive muscle weakness, which is most severe in the proximal muscles and lower extremity, and symptoms may also include a waddling gait. On physical exam, one may note the Gower sign, which is when a patient is using their upper extremities to stand, and it signifies weakness of the proximal lower extremities. One may also note calf pseudohypertrophy, lumbar lordosis, and hypo or areflexia. Also remember that the age of onset for Duchenne muscular dystrophy is between 3 and 6 years old, whereas the onset for Becker muscular dystrophy is usually in adolescence. With regards to other studies that may be performed, the creatine kinase may be elevated, Genetic analysis is a gold standard, and if negative, one should perform a muscle biopsy. And in the muscle biopsy, one may note degeneration and regeneration, and muscle replacement by fat and connective tissue. One may also perform immunostaining, which may demonstrate an absent dystrophin. With regards to the differential, make sure to think about limb girdle muscular dystrophy, spinal muscular atrophy, and Becker muscular dystrophy. And with regards to treatment, Remember that the approach to management for both Duchenne and Becker muscular dystrophy is multidisciplinary to manage symptoms and complications. This can include physical therapy to maintain ambulation and prevent contractures. Medical treatment options include glucocorticosteroids, 
which are indicated as the mainstay of treatment for patients with Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Specific drugs may include prednisone and deflazacort, but remember that adverse effects may include weight gain, hirsutism, and Cushingoid appearance. And finally, complications related to Duchenne and Becker muscular dystrophy may be muscular, which may cause the patient to be wheelchair-bound. They may be cardiac, which may result in a dilated cardiomyopathy or an arrhythmia, and these are especially more common with Becker muscular dystrophy. Or there may be orthopedic complications, such as fractures secondary to falling. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to Duchenne and Becker muscular dystrophy, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A seven-year-old boy is brought to his pediatrician by his mother, who is worried about his clumsiness. She states that over the past three months, she has noticed progressive weakness. He used to climb trees and run outside with his cousins, but now he says that he gets too tired. She's recently noticed him starting to walk funny, despite having quote-unquote muscular legs. Upon physical exam, the patient has calf muscle hypertrophy. He uses his arms to rise out of the chair. Labs are obtained that show an elevated creatine kinase. Genetic analysis detects a dystrophin gene mutation. A muscle biopsy is performed that reveals reduced dystrophin. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Becker muscular dystrophy Choice 2. Duchenne muscular dystrophy Choice 3. Fragile X syndrome Choice 4. Pompe disease Or Choice 5. Spinal muscular atrophy The best answer to this question is Choice 1. Becker muscular dystrophy. The patient is presenting with progressive lower extremity weakness, calf muscle hypertrophy, and reduced dystrophin. This is consistent with Becker muscular dystrophy. Becker muscular dystrophy is an inherited skeletal muscle disorder that is caused by an X-linked recessive mutation in the dystrophin gene. Unlike in Duchenne muscular dystrophy, patients with Becker muscular dystrophy have a non-frame shift mutation that results in partial function or reduction of dystrophin. Patients present with progressive muscle weakness, especially in the proximal muscles and lower extremities. This is similar to patients with Duchenne muscular dystrophy, except symptoms usually occur later, that is, late childhood or adolescence, versus ages 3 through 6. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2, Duchenne muscular dystrophy, presents similar to Becker muscular dystrophy. Symptoms often have an earlier onset and may be more severe. Duchenne muscular dystrophy, unlike Becker muscular dystrophy, will show complete absence of dystrophin. Choice 3. Fragile X syndrome is caused by mutations of the FMR gene, which affects the FMR protein, normally present in many tissues, including the brain and testes. Patients will present with mental disability, developmental delays such as crawling and walking, and physical features such as an elongated face, large, low-set ears, macroorganism, and low muscle tone. Choice four, Pompe disease is a glycogen storage disorder caused by a defect in lysosomal alpha-glucosidase, resulting in a buildup of glycogen. In the juvenile form, patients present with delayed gross motor development, limb girdle weakness, skeletal myopathy, and respiratory issues. Choice five, spinal muscular atrophy, or SMA, is a group of disorders caused by a defect in the SMN gene which codes for the SMN protein. A dysfunctional or reduced level of SMN protein causes apoptosis of lower motor neurons. Depending on the type of SMA, 
patients will present with varying degrees and onsets of muscle weakness. Finally, a bullet summary. Becker muscular dystrophy is associated with decreased dystrophin compared with Duchenne muscular dystrophy that is associated with absent dystrophin. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A four-year-old boy is brought to the pediatrician by his mother who is concerned about progressive leg weakness. His mother reports that the patient used to play outside with their neighbors for hours, but for the past few months, she has seen him sitting on the sidewalk after 15 minutes because he's too tired. The patient says his legs are sleepy. The patient's mother has also had to remove the carpets from the house because the patient kept tripping over the edges. The mother reports that the patient is shy but cooperates well with his siblings and other children. He can say his first and last name and just started counting. His mother states he learned to fully walk by 15 months of age. He was hospitalized for bronchiolitis at 12 months of age, which resolved with supportive care. He had an uncomplicated orchiopexy surgery for undescended testes at 7 months of age. He has no other chronic medical conditions and takes no medications. He is up to date on his vaccinations, including a flu vaccine two weeks ago. The patient's mother has systemic lupus erythematosus, and his paternal uncle has dermatomyositis. On physical exam, bilateral calves are large in circumference compared to the thighs. Strength is 3 out of 5 in bilateral quadriceps and 4 out of 5 in bilateral calves. Sensation is intact. Achilles tendon reflexes are 1 plus bilaterally. The patient can hop on one leg, but gets tired after 10 jumps. He has a slight waddling gait. Which of the following is the most appropriate test to confirm the diagnosis? And the answer choices are choice one, acetylcholine receptor antibody level. Choice two, creatine kinase level. Choice three, genetic testing. Choice four, muscle biopsy. Or choice five, nerve conduction study. The best answer to this question is choice three, genetic testing. This patient is presenting with lower extremity weakness, Achilles tendon hyporeflexia, an increase in calf diameter, and a waddling gait that is consistent with Duchenne muscular dystrophy, or DMD. The most appropriate test for DMD is genetic testing. DMD presents most commonly in boys less than 5 years of age with proximal lower extremity weakness. Patients may have difficulty climbing stairs, running, or jumping, and may exhibit a waddling gait. On physical exam, pseudohypertrophy of the calves and Gower sign, which is pushing on the thighs with their arms to transition from sitting to standing, are classic signs. Additionally, patients may have hyporeflexia of the Achilles tendon, scoliosis, signs of dilated cardiomyopathy, or mild developmental delay. Genetic testing is considered the gold standard for diagnosis of DMD and will show a defective dystrophin gene on the X chromosome. Muscle biopsy is not necessary for the diagnosis of DMD, but can be done when genetic testing is inconclusive. On biopsy, muscles will show degeneration and replacement with fat and fibrosis with possible absent dystrophin on immunostaining. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Acetylcholine receptor antibody levels would be indicated for myasthenia gravis. Patients with myasthenia gravis may complain of proximal muscle weakness, but more commonly, this involves the upper extremities and ocular muscles. Additionally, myasthenia gravis typically presents in adults. Choice two, creatine kinase level is not an appropriate initial test for DMD. Creatine kinase levels will be increased as a result of muscle inflammation, 
but this is not specific nor diagnostic. Choice four, muscle biopsy is not necessary for the diagnosis of DMD, but can be done when genetic testing is inconclusive. Choice five, nerve conduction study may assist in the diagnosis of Guillain-Barre syndrome, or GBS. GBS typically evolves over days to weeks, not months, with symmetrical ascending weakness. On physical exam, areflexia and reduced proprioception and vibration sensation are commonly seen. Finally, a bullet summary. The most appropriate test for Duchenne muscular dystrophy is genetic testing. That's all for this review about Duchenne and Becker muscular dystrophy. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.